0: Well, hello everybody. Yeah, we are back again. January. Don't you love January? One of my favorite favorite months. Oh wait, it's cuz it's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. I know, I know. Shut up, Anthony. You know, one of the things that I think drives people nuts about winter, I don't think it's the cold or anything like that. It's they feel like they're indoors. And that's all they are is inside. They don't really, you know, it's not really super fun to go hiking when it is snowing or raining and it's like 42 degrees. Um, although I do know people who do that, which, you know, I worry about them. But we find ourselves inside a lot. And man, if you have kids, first of all, let's just go out there right now. I respect you all. I admire you. You have patience that I have never had. Wow. Just wow. Because I have so much respect for you and admiration because you, again, you have patience I will never own. I decided to create a basically a show just for you because one thing that I think that would be kind of fun. And I remember when I was a little bitty boy, my grandma did this with me. So consequently, I feel like, and and I would have never remembered this had my producer not say, hey, this would be a good idea for winter. And after I got done scoffing and kicking and I started remembering, oh my gosh, I remember grandma doing this when I was a little boy. And I think I grew like sunflower. Anyway, she had me, she went out and bought some terracotta pots and we decorated them. And we put seeds in them. That's right. I was a little horticulturist back in the day, although she seemed to know it. I didn't. Uh, But it was a lot of fun. And the thing is, is that I think if memory serves me correctly, I kept saying, let's do more, let's do more. And it was a great way for me to be out of her hair and to be doing something in a controlled environment that was fun. And that was also something that I learned from so what i want to talk is let's talk about decorating our own pots today and let's get the little ones involved in this because this is a good good wholesome activity but before we get everybody involved let's do a little bit of research and do a little bit a uh, little bit that you're going to kind of need to know uh the first and foremost thing is we need to select pots. Now, a lot of people use plastic pots. Um, as a horticulturist, I have to tell you, that's like scratching a chalkboard to me. Plastic pots don't allow air to uh, pass through the soil, does not allow um, br- the breathing of, of soil and whatnot. So I'm not a huge fan. Terracotta pots are very, very, very inexpensive, and they're easy to get a hold of. So, And they're cheap, so consequently, you can buy a whole bunch of them, and if Junior knocks one off the table and breaks it, psh, no big deal. Save the pieces, put it off to the side, because you'll probably want to put that at the base of another pot if you repot a plant or whatnot. So no, foul, no harm, no foul. But we do want to, with those terracotta pots, terracotta has a super porous uh, habit to it, and that's partially why I like them for all my house plants. But in this particular case, we're going to kind of want to seal some of that up because what will happen is we'll get it all painted and your kids are going to have something they really love. And then after about five or six waterings, all that paint's going to start peeling off and you've basically kind of, it's ruined. So first things first, I was telling my producer, I watched several videos on sealing terracotta. Yes. You're probably thinking, wow, Anthony, that sounds about as much fun as watching paint dry. Well, I don't know. Paint dry may have been a little bit more interesting, but nonetheless, I did find this very interesting because there were a lot of things that worked, but they all had different habits to them. And we're going to skip through all the different things that they've, that they tried. And I'm just going to kind of touch base with a few of them. Think along the line of Thompson's, um, clear waterproofer. That's a really good one. Uh, Flex Seal, as well as Olympic Water Grade. Now, what I'm going to recommend is that we do this maybe in the garage with the little ones not present because, frankly speaking, the fumes are a little noxious, and you really want to be somewhere where you can kind of let some fresh air in. But you're going to want to do about 10 and even up to 15 coats of this stuff with, with each of these because we're going to make sure that it's on there. We want a nice, even coverage. And frankly, in the videos that I watched, everybody was pretty consistent, about 10 to 15 coats. So consequently, there's a little bit of prep, but once that's done, then it's good. What I want you to do is I actually want you to seal the inside of the pot, and then I also will seal the outside of the pot. It's going to make it a little shiny, so it could be a little more pizzazzy and we'll let it dry once we've got all of our coats on there now we're ready to bring the little ones in we can take our uh, dining room table as long as it's not super 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 pretty and super 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 expensive and put paper out newspaper out all over the place i found the best paints to use are acrylic paints and here's the deal we don't have to stop with just paints no we don't Anybody remember the, uh, bejeweling thing that you did on your jeans? Like when you were like 17 years old. Oh, you know what? I highly recommend when you're buying your paints, go get yourself some sequins, some jewels and all sorts of cool stuff and let your little ones go nuts. Oh my gosh. This will make them very excited. I'm pretty sure because it has all their favorite components. A paints involved. They get to make a mess. They get to make a mess that they create, and then they keep it. I mean, come on. What's not to love about that? Do your... But have all of these things set out in in on the table with the pots, and let them know, we're going to do these great pots, and then we're going to plant seeds in them. And I think you're going to get a good reaction, because... I would probably do this about mid to latter part of January myself, and I would let them have a blast. You know what? Maybe there's about a week or so that you just let them make make uh handmade pots. How fun is that? They will also be really cool gifts, I'm thinking, to grandma and grandpa, to dad, to mom. Oh my gosh, there are uh, so many. Here's another really cool idea maybe you take some of those class pictures that they had, cut them around, and get some Mod Podge, and Mod Podge, they can be on their own pots. How cool is that? Oh my gosh. Now, I'm sure there's a contingency of you all who know me really well saying, seriously, Anthony, I cannot believe you're getting excited about this. I know. I know. Nobody's more surprised than I am. But I guess this evokes a lot of memories in my world. I remember, I, so I remember making a pot that had my little handprint on it. Yes, sirree. And I think the last time I saw that was when I was probably about eight or nine years old. And I made that when I was probably six. Um, but my grandma still had it. It was a grandma's gift. Yes, it was. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I think there's so many things that we can do. Feathers are cool. You may want to limit things only by how much patience you have to clean up. Because, you know, now that I just mentioned feathers, I have this image of all of y'all at home with the with like six kids around your table, feathers flying everywhere, and you're cussing my name. So stop that. Okay, so nix the feathers. Keep a really control, uh, control on the paint because, boy, I can see where that's heading too. Paint pens. There we go. Paint pens. Although I have to say it's not near as much fun as getting paint all over your hands and your face and in your hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can, I can hear you already. You're sitting there at your computer. I can hear. Yeah, don't say things like that about me. Um, I think it's going to be awesome though, because I think your kids will have so much fun. You know, utilizing all of these fun elements and get creative because you know what? I've probably uh, t- uh, thought of maybe the tip of the iceberg of where all this could go. Cutting out really cool things out of magazines, um, having pens that they can use. All of these things I think are all really, really cool. So ultimately we want to let these little guys and gals paint until their little heart's content. And then we're going to let them dry. Now, we really want to let them dry depending upon um, how warm you keep your home. In my home, which is about 60 degrees, they're going to probably want to dry for about uh, two weeks because we really do need all that paint to be sitting up and dry. Why did we do the seal? Well, we did the seal so that water doesn't pass through, but it still allows a bit of air to pass through. So we're not going to have that to contend with after uh, after however long it takes if you've got a warmer home 70 75 think about along the line about a week i would rather be overly cautious than underly cautious so let's allow about a week next step get all those little tights together again and say now we're going to plant seeds i love the idea of just getting a good quality potting soil of course we're going to again let's back up a minute putting out that newspaper once again, because, you know, there's going to be soil and seeds a-flying. And we're going to want to utilize this entire operation as a learning experience for, uh, for our kids. And we're going to explain what they're doing and why they're doing it. I actually think kids are relatively smart. And I got to tell you, if you guys are my age, I'm pushing 60, they're way more savvy than I was. When I was that age, they can say words that I didn't even know existed in those days. So I actually like to explain to people, because they're little people, why we're doing what we're doing. I like to explain to my customers why we're doing what we're doing. And so we're going to let them know we're going to we're going to let these uh, pots cure. And here's why, because we don't want the paint to fall off. And then we're going to put a we're going to go shopping for a good soil. I do recommend going to a nursery for this. Whatever your nurse whatever nursery is your favorite, um I actually love the OBC potting soil. Um that is offered by Garden Spot. I think it's I think it's a great soil. It's right next to ProMix, so it has almost the perfect consistency for growing seeds. Um but that said, any of the soils are totally fine. Just get a premium potting soil. And let's look at different types of seed. Um, we can go so many different directions with this that it's crazy. I love the idea of getting a wildflower mix and each child may get a little satchel that's filled with those seeds to dump in their pots. When I would be, if I were working with a child, we would only fill it up probably about three quarters of the way. And then we're going to put our seeds on. And when they say, why is it only three quarters of the way? Well, because we're going to want to put a little bit of soil on top of them. But one thing that a lot of times people forget is to leave what, what I refer to as a well. A well is the distance between the top of the soil and the top of the pot. We kind of need that well because that's what we're going to be able to fill up and let drain in to the pot. Um, it's kind of important that way. So explain to them that we're going to th- we're gonna fill this up about three quarters of the way, and then we're going to put some seed in there, and then we're going to go ahead and put a little bit of soil on the top of it. Now, it's really important that when we water these, particularly for the first three or four times, that we don't let a fountain of water jet into the soil and dig everything up. Um, so what I like to use is I like to use a spray bottle. And I like to spray, 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 spray. And what's so cool is that if you do the wildflower mix, you get all sorts of God knows what coming up in the in there. And there's gonna be flowers. So you know that's cool. And you can put them in your garden. So, you know, the final result is, of course, your child next fall is saying, I grew that. I remember when my mommy did this and we grew those. How cool is that? You've just shown your child where flowers come from and how they're made. I think that's cool. Wildflower mix is only, is only one thing. I also really, really enjoy using things like um, sunflowers. I'm kind of a fan of a sunflower. I think they're beautiful. They're super easy to grow. Some things that I would do... Growing anything is I would get myself a little heated mat, keep them kind of warm, get them in a nice bright area so that way when they germinate that they will be able to have some light. If you have supplemental lighting, all the better, all the better. Um, here's one other thing that I'm going to strongly recommend that you do. Put an oscillating fan on them. Here's why. Because when we're, we have plants outdoors, then we certainly want to um, – all that wind makes them strong, makes them limbs nice and strong. With an oscillating fan, have y'all, y'all ever grown basil inside or any other type of an herb inside? And it grows really, really germinates, germinates, grows, and promptly falls over and never to return. Well, this is going to circumvent that. We don't want them to stretch and we don't want them to be too weak. We need them to be nice and strong. So an oscillating fan will help out with that a lot. And... I always, I would explain it to the children that, you know what? This is right up there with lifting weights. And then you can ma- uh, tell them when they lift weights, they're nice and big and strong afterwards. Well, when the plant starts growing and flowering, it'll be nice and big and strong because it's had weights to lift. It's had that, uh, that, uh, res- it has to develop a resistance to the wind. So those are really, really fun and pretty cool. I love. Things like, like I said, sunflowers. I think those are really, really cool. Coreopsis is another really, really easy to grow variety that is that is fun as well, because that'll be blooming all season long for you. Alyssum, you can find alyssum seeds. They're more than likely out in your garden centers now, but peruse through the garden centers. One thing I want you to take a look at before you make a selection is look on the back and look where it says germination. It should give you a time span for germination. Also, I want you to look for a date. It needs to say something to the effect of packaged for the year of 2022. Super, super, super important. Oh, FYI, Happy New Year, everybody. Boy, I'm terrible at that, aren't I? So we really do want it to say for 2022. I have been in places where where I've bought seeds, and they were last year's seeds. Now, while there is nothing wrong with last year's seeds, other than germination rate, um, that is the only thing. Know that germination rate drops around 50%, um, and then every year after it continues to drop. Will you get plants? Of course you'll get plants. Will you get as many? More than likely not. So... I like to set the little, uh, little tykes up to succeed. That way they can be excited about the next time they're growing something. There's nothing worse than being that, that age and you do something and it didn't work out because those are the people who will probably grow up and not ever garden again because something happened in their world. Pumpkins are a fabulous thing to grow, you guys. Tomatoes, gourds. There are so many cool things that you can grow inside. And if you have a lighting system, and if you want, think a lot, uh, you know, when you're getting ready and, and getting set up for this whole thing, you might say, you know, maybe we should do lights uh, because we can start our, our bedding plants a little bit earlier. And I firmly believe in letting children start them bedding plants for us. How fun is that? Go grab yourself an LED UFO lamp. You can pick it up from Amazon for about $40-$45 and you want to drop that approximately uh, 5 inches fr- away from the plant. That's when you know it's going to really get that photosynthesizing going on. We still want to keep that oscillating fan on there as well. There are a lot of benefits to doing this not the le- not the least of which is just keeping your, uh, your little ones engaged um, but this actually becomes way more of a learning opportunity as to where do things come from? How do things grow? You know, I, I, I remember as a child, my grandmother grew her, she always started her tomatoes about February. And I always remember going over to her house saying, what's that? You know, I, I, what's that was like my anthem. And she was the most patient person on the planet because she would say, well, Antony, that's a tomato. You like tomatoes, don't you? And of course, I was so young, I was like, no, I don't like tomatoes. She says, of course you do. And she would hand me a tomato slice, and I would woof it down. And But I remember seeing my, for the very first time in my life where tomatoes came from. Now, it seems kind of rudimentary to you and me, but to a young mind, sometimes those are like deep mysteries. And... If you can be the one to flip the light switch, then you have given, you've given that child an amazing gift. I think of all the time I spent with my grandmother because she was quite a magical lady. Um, as she illuminated a lot of life's mysteries for me, you know, where do babies come from? Yep. She even told me that one too, but she also really walked me through because she was kind of a gardener. She was a bit of a black belt gardener. My uncle was a huge and very well-known gardener and horticulturist in Denver. So I had the opportunity to learn where all these things come from. And I got to watch them grow. And then, oh my goodness, it flowered. Who knew these plants all flowered? And I remember my very first pumpkin, uh, the flower was so big. It was amazing to me. And then it gave me a pumpkin. And the pumpkin was huge. Of course, as a little boy, probably a tiny little pumpkin would have been huge in my world, but it was still fun. You know, nobody nobody rained on my parade. It was a lot of fun. And I learned where pumpkins come from. And that was a pumpkin that year that I carved for Halloween. So there's something kind of cool about being that young and watching things come full circle that is actually a lesson that most kids don't seem to get, and a lot of times inner-city kids never get. So this is a great opportunity to help pull some of that into their world and to connect them to the natural world around them. You know, in Bellingham, you've got such a great opportunity with that natural world because you live in the natural world. Out here, well, believe me, there's natural world around here. We're definitely far more urban. And what I'm working with is working with parents to get their kids involved in these type of things because it's important. We need to know where that, where that vegetable comes from and how. And we also need to have respect for the people who grow these commercially. Um And that is, you know, while I've never been a person who enjoys growing food, and anybody who knows me knows that, I have an immense amount of respect for the farmers who grow all this stuff. And maybe that's kind of the deeper mystery that we're helping them with, is that while this may or may not be your bag, and while this may be something to keep you out of trouble for right now and keep you out of mama's hair – they're going to develop a whole different sense that will show itself in time that will look and say, you know what, the farmers do this. And I remember growing a tomato plant when I was a little kid. And was it difficult? No. But I also had one little tomato plant as opposed to a thousand. You know, and it's always better, in my opinion, if, you know, something kind of goes different. If you get powdery mildew, for instance, Then you can begin starting to explain to them, this is what we do in situations like that. It's food, so we need to use a natural substance. And then we explain to them why that's important, because we don't want to put chemicals on our body. But there are many very, very, very effective natural substances, like orchard spray, which I have been a big fan of for years now, put out by a company called Bonide. Love that stuff. It's a pyrethium and sulfur mix. Use it right up to the day of harvest. By the way, for you fine, fine people who uh, have fruit trees, this is your wake-up call. Start getting your orchard spray and your uh, dormant spray. So we've kind of done this whole, whole gamut of really, really, really interesting ways to keep your kids busy. But how about, let's take it a little step further now. Um, let's let them get a little bit more creative in their own world. Let's take some of those pots that they planted, and how about we go to our local nursery and get little house plants. Now, what's really cool to do is, there will be a point when you're going to go on overload with your child, and you know your child way better than I, but we want to take them to the nursery, and maybe even uh, mom hold the pot, That way, we have a pot that we uh, we can talk to the nice people there and say they need a plant to go in here. And I'm hoping that your nursery professional will engage with your child, because that's who needs to be engaged with. And how this should turn out is he should look and say, well, what kind of sun do you, what kind of light do you have in your in your home? And then you're going to be able to say, well, and you'll look at your child and say, you don't have a whole lot of light, do you? No, I don't. And so they're going to show all the different options for this. And now you've got your kid plugged into growing plants, house plants. And then we get to explain to them why that's important. Because house plants, while everybody else is buying all of these fancy air filters and, and uh, air cleansers, plants are the originals. And there's certain plants that are far more effective than others. I love having aglaninas in my home. I love having them in my bedroom. My bedroom has very little light. Aglonemas are also called Chinese evergreens. What's really cool is that the varieties that are available now, way different than when I got out 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 of college, we had green and that's it. And now we've got all sorts of interesting varieties at our fingertips. So now they get to realize that. And now we're also going to start teaching them a little bit of responsibility. If you do not water this, it will die. So now we're teaching them to water and we're teaching responsibility. It's kind of a win-win because that child is going to take that experience with them for the rest of their life. I think that's pretty cool. We can keep going on all sorts of different levels. So let's really, really, I what I want you to do is I want you to engage with your children because again, it's oftentimes not fun cleaning them up after they've been out tromping in the mud. And even though Dropping in the mud is a lot of fun. You probably don't enjoy cleaning up the floors and the messes and the thises and the thats. So this is a great way to keep them in, keep an eye on them, and let them have fun. And teach them how to care for the plants. Teach them how to water the plants. And again, our kids these days are smart. Explain why you're doing what you're doing. And you'll know the language to speak to your child. You know, it's always kind of fun if there's always a house in every neighborhood that all the kids seem to hang out in. You know, I don't think it would be a bad idea at all to, you know, talk to the other parents, say, hey, we're I'm going to be doing this for my children. How about your children come over? And then maybe a little quieter. And how about you pitch in on the bill? We'll order pizza and all this kind of stuff or whatever the case is. And then make it like kind of a neighborhood party. It's fun because, you know, that house, I remember that house when I was a kid. And I still remember a lot of the lessons that I learned. You know, when, and we all know that at some point your child is going to say, I want a puppy or a kitty or a hamster or a gerbil, God forbid a snake. So this actually may be a really great prelude to that. because again. We're teaching them responsibility on how we've got to make sure we've got to check on this every day to make sure that it's watered. How does it look? Oh, it's a yellow leaf. Mom, what does a yellow leaf mean? That's a good question. A yellow leaf generally means that we've watered a little too much. So let's ease up on the watering. Or conversely, it's crispy. What does that mean? Not enough water. This is. Such a great way to begin teaching responsibility to your little one that I have a feeling when that time does come, when a puppy or a kitty or a hamster, gerbil, or again, God forbid, a snake or a tarantula, (laughs) then they will actually know how, know what it looks like to be responsible, know how to manage that responsibility. And I have a feeling that you might be a little bit more off the hook when it comes to taking care of their pets. So with all of that, y'all, please email me at, askantony at outlook.com. I would love to hear from you guys. And remember, it's a new year. Let's look to the new year with a lot of optimism and a lot of hope. And let's support all of our local businesses and have an amazing, amazing year. Next month, we're going to be talking about things that might be a little bit more detailed and scientific-y. We want to really talk a lot about um, the difference between native planting and naturalized planting. There is a huge need for somebody to address this because these two words are getting so mixed up that I need to make sure you understand so that when you go to the nursery, you will be armed and you will have all the information you need. So with that... This is Antony with Gardening with Antony. You all have a marvelous month.